0: Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Good morning. All right. All right. They're asleep. Well, we're going to wake them up. Let's wake them up. What Mark throwing at you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Amen. Anybody excited about the word this morning? I'm so excited. I'm nervous. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word, which is anointing, which God breaks the yoke, sets the captives free. God, it plants in us and comes alive, Lord God, and turns things around. Father, thank you for your word, which turns things around. Somebody say amen. 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 All right. All right. Two weeks in a row, we're adding chairs to the back. What are we going to do up in here? God going to have to knock down that wall. We'll speak to the wall later. Right now, let me speak to your hearts. Amen? Amen. i like to start with a quote. I'm quoting Jim Elliott this morning. Jim Elliott was a missionary who, who gave his life for the Aoka Indians. I probably said it wrong, but you don't know anyway. He 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 gave his life to these Indians and in a way that once he once they accepted him and he got to to be actually be on their island within, within a, a very short time frame, they attacked him and killed him and his other four missionaries. So he gave his life for the gospel to people that hated him enough to kill him. So this is a quote from this man. Amen? Are ready? He says, Lord, make me a crisis man. Let me not just be a signpost on a single road, but make me a fork in the road that men must turn one way or the other after facing Christ in me. I love that. Here's my short version. Lord, make me a fork in the road that causes men to choose who they will follow. Did you understand that a little better? Is that anybody's prayer here this morning? God, make me a fork in the road that when people hit me, they need to choose who they're going to follow. See, that that kind of desire, it takes two things for granted. It takes for granted, first of all, that you're living, uh, living in a way that people can actually see Christ in you. Second thing it takes for granted, it means, is that you are willing to take a stand for what you believe. You've heard it said before, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything see i truly believe that is <coughs> that is at the root of every issue we have as, as believers as christians as non-christians as seekers that's at the root because you see we are hardwired to stand how many of you know you were built to stand how many of you crawled here this morning no, no. How many of you just dragged yourself on the floor here? No, it might feel that way. For some of you, it might look that way. But, but, but most of you walked here this morning. Amen? Because, see, we were designed to walk. From the, from the moment we can move, we want to stand up. Amen? How many have little kids? You know. They they can't walk yet, but they want to stand up. They'll grab on anything to stand up. Why? We're hardwired to stand. We're designed to stand. The problem is, once we're able to stand, we stop wanting to. Come on, tell somebody, you better be ready today. We're taking no prisoners today. Amen? Amen? From the time that we could stand on our own, we stopped wanting to. And now that we can take a stand, we'd rather sit because the world says it's cooler to sit. Give me ten women willing to stand and we'll see change. Give me 10 men willing to be a fork in the road and will change the atmosphere around us. Give me 10 young people who will stop compromising, take a stand and go against the crowd for once and we will see a revolution. Let me show you where it starts. I want to share with you from the book of James this morning. James is no joke. (laughs) I knew Daniel would be excited about that this morning James 1 I'm going to start in verse 19 listen to how it starts it says my dear brothers take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires therefore Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Wow. I want to talk to you this morning about the words planted in you in a message titled, brace yourselves, better check your crop. Kelly, put it up so I make sure I I didn't say nothing different. Some of you might have misunderstood me. Better check your crop. Tell somebody, it's time to check your crop. Humbly accept the word planted in you. Doesn't that sound extremely simple? Just humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Now, accepting the word planted in you is not difficult. The problem is there have been many words planted in you. And many more are being planted every day. Oh, come on. Tell somebody we're going to have fun. If you can pay attention, we're going to have fun. See, now, while some words can help you, They can direct you, they can guide you, they can protect you, they can even save you, the word says. There are some words planted in you which can hurt you, misguide you, distract you, even destroy you. Some, we couldn't help. Some of the words that were planted in us, we couldn't help it some we paid to put in some we plant not caring what they're going to grow into Ooh. see some words we planted some words were planted in us and we couldn't help it it made me go back to some earlier crop some early crop See, I remember I remember grammar school. Take this out. I remember grammar school. Every friend that I had either turned on me or betrayed me. Every single one. You too? I thought it was just me. Hey, Amen. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> Amen. Every single one either betrayed me in one way or another. So early I had the word planted in me, friends can't be trusted. And now that seed grew into mistrust nobody can be trusted that seed grew in security how come I can't trust nobody how come people don't like me maybe there's nothing in me that's likable maybe I'm just I got nothing that people would like that seed grew dislike which blossomed into the flowers of revenge and hate well forget everybody then I don't need nobody I don't care if anybody don't like me die (laughs) it wasn't until I met some real friends later on that that showed me that there are people you can trust you can't trust everybody, and not even in church. Is that all right to say? But there are some people you can trust. And so, and so you know, that, the, those friendships planted words in me that crushed some insecurities. Wow, maybe, maybe there is something in me that's likable. Maybe, maybe, maybe I do have, maybe I am likable. Maybe I'm likable. Maybe I got at least a little bit of something that somebody could like. Amen. And that, that, that seed starved the hate and, and it, it caused it to die in me to the point where I could run into those people in grammar school that hated me and not want to stab them in the heart. Not want to run them over with my car and back up twice. I could run into those people and I actually have and, and not have the hatred and the bitterness and the anger and actually want to show them Christ and actually want to invite them to church. See, because if I'm going to be a fork in the road that causes men to choose whom they're going to follow, then that has to apply to every man. I can't decide who's going to see Christ in me or not. Somebody need to receive that. See, if you could turn your Christianity on and off, then it probably was never on because (laughs) because you see when something is planted in you it it has to in order for it to survive it has to grow roots it has to be a part of you and when something becomes a part of you, you you can't turn it on or off like it or not what's planted in you becomes your identity what's planted in you becomes who you are What's planted makes a difference. Would you, would you say that with me? What's planted makes a difference. It matters what you plant. Check your crop. That's why it's so important to check our crop. There's a lot of definitions for the word crop. I picked one that I liked. Something that was sown or planted that will produce something. Ooh. See, listen to me. When there are things coming out of you that you don't like, when 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 you can bet it came from a word that was planted, when there's behaviors coming out of you, when there's emotions coming out of you, when there are responses coming out, bam, responses coming out of you, you can bet it's from a word that was planted. You ever... This is probably too radical. But you ever punch somebody in the face and wonder why I do that? Hopefully not too many of you. But, but here, you can all relate with this. Ever wanted to punch somebody in the face and wonder where that come from? <laughs> just me and Laura. That's all right. It's just for us, girl. God loves us. It's time to get the crop out. Amen? Tell somebody it's time to get the crop out. See, you might have always been told or made to feel like you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You can't do that. And when you accept that kind of of, of crop planted in you, that kind of crop grows. I got to be real careful there. That kind of crop grows fear. It grows doubt. It grows insecurity. (coughs) It grows failure. That crop, like a weed, chokes out ambition. Ambition. It chokes out determination. It chokes out success. It grows a lazy, this is the best that I can do, attitude. It grows a poverty mentality. i just get whatever I can get from whoever I can get it. Because I ain't never going to do nothing for myself. I ain't never gonna be nothing i ain't never gonna it it grows it, instead of having a mind that says i will succeed instead of having you know and i'm not talking about prosperity preaching i'm not saying name it and claim it market it and park it you know uh, but i do know that the word that comes from god for you and for me is not a word that tears down it's a word that builds up amen See, it's not, it's not the kind of crop that grows fear, insecurity, and doubt. God's word says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Somebody accept that. Get it planted. It says, it says I'm more than a conqueror. It says, I'm victorious. It says, I'm, I'm an overcomer. Come on, somebody start receiving some of those plants. Start getting some of those seeds in you. It says, I have been adopted. Man, some of you felt like an orphan way too long. You're here today so God can tell you you've been adopted. And adopted is, is an adoption is by choice. Somebody got to love you enough to adopt you. You've been adopted. More, more than that, I'm fully known and still accepted. God's word says I've been forgiven better than that I've been redeemed I've been made new I've been set apart it says he says that he started something in me and it says that he's going to complete what he started in me can I tell you today don't give up God's still dealing with you God's still working with you God still has his hand on your life God is still, still molding and shaping. Amen? When the church of God starts beating you up, say, listen, man, God, get that crop out of here. God God is working on me. Still, he said he started something and he's going to complete it. Somebody say amen. I don't know how some of you are feeling this morning, but more than anything else I needed to know, God's word says I'm loved. I'm loved. Isn't that funny we sang about that all morning? I'm loved. God says you're loved. God so loved that he gave so whoever believes can be saved. Wow. So let's get back into James. James says, get rid of all of the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. See, when the enemy of your soul tries to discourage you, tries to tell you that you're not loved, tries to tell you that you're not special, that you're not cared for, that you're going to be just like your father, you're going to be just like your mother, you're dumb, ugly, and smell funny, everything about you is no good, you you need to stand up and scream in your spirit, you better get that crop out of here. Because what's planted makes a difference. See, some words we couldn't help, but we can do something about it. Amen? See, when you allow God's word to be planted in you, it starts to choke out the weeds that are tearing you down. Somebody needs to get this today. It's not about just coming to church. When you start allowing God's word to get planted in you, it starts to choke out those weeds that tear you down. Amen. Some of you wonder, why am i am always dealing with depression? Why am I always struggling? Let the word get in you, and it'll choke out the stuff that's tearing you down. It's so simple. Now, the other two... Those are the two words that we allow to get planted, those that we pay to plant in us, and those that we we plant in us all the time and don't even care what they grow into. Now, I got to be honest with you, those are the ones that really bother me. And I know I'm not going to make any friends during this message, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to be accountable because I'm a friend of God. Amen? So, some words we pay to put in. This might sound like I'm angry, but please, God is not angry. This is just me, amen. I don't want to portray God as angry. He's not angry. He loves you. He's singing love songs over you. I'm angry, not at you, but I just get angry at this. Is that all right? I'm human, amen. So, watch, watch, watch. James one twenty-two. Moving on, it says, "Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves." Do what it says. This is like revelation, ain't it? (laughs) Don't just listen to the word. Do what it says. The word is not a novella to just... Oh, it was great. The word is not a soap opera. The word is not your your, your favorite show. The word the word is the word. Is, is is instructional. It's purposeful. It's alive and active. And so, if the word gets in us, we're supposed to do what it says. Otherwise, it's just what all those other things are. Verse 23, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks in his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. That's a picture of someone forgetting who they are. Did, did you get that? See, when the mirror lets you know, man, I'm ugly. You ever get to those mirrors in some stores, they just make you look ugly. They're bad. Man, in this mirror, I am fat. What's going on? How many of you know there's a mirror that you like, right? There's, there's, you, anybody has one of those mirrors in their house? If you really want to feel good about yourself, you go to that mirror. It don't matter if it's on the other side of the house, upstairs in the attic, the basement, down in the corner. That's the mirror you go to when you're feeling, I, I need some encouragement, man. Woo, I look good in this mirror. Well, he's saying it's like someone that looks in the mirror and as soon as they turn around, forget who they are. He's talking about, the word is talking about identity, example. Let me give you an example to make it clear. (coughs) You're home with your wife and kids all weekend having a great time. You're popping popcorn. You're watching movies. You're, you're playing games. You're, you're, you're laughing. You're joking. It's wonderful. Come Monday, you go off to work. And there's a young lady at work that's paying a little more attention to you than maybe she should. But it's like one of those mirrors that makes you feel good. And so you, you start paying attention back. And you and the flirting begins. And before you know it, the lines are crossed. An affair, a, a relationship has developed. An affair has happened. What, what happened? You forgot who you are. That's all that happened. You forgot who you are. Wait, I'm a husband. I made a vow to my wife, I made a promise to her, wait, I'm a dad, I can't do this to my kids, I can't walk around on them, what am I going to do, what are they going to think of their father now? You forgot who you are, it's identity, too many believers struggle because they forget who they are, why? I'm glad you asked. Because week after week, we're listening to the Word of God, but not doing what it says. You could hate me for that, but that's what the Word says. James 1.25 says, But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Isn't that a funny word? When was the last time we looked at the word as something that gives freedom? Most Christians say the word is, is something that brings bondage. It's the world that has all the freedom. They can do whatever they like. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. See, in the let me let me let me let you understand something. In the world of farming and gardening, there are certain rules that apply that must be followed if you're gonna have a successful harvest. These rules apply to us. Number one, you have to plant what you want to grow. Oh, come on. If you didn't hear nothing else, grab this these three rules and go home happy. Or miserable or hating me or whatever, or on the internet to find another church that you want to be a part of. God bless you. Number one, you have to plant what you want to grow. You don't plant apple seeds to grow orange trees. You don't plant mistrust to grow faithfulness. You got to plant what you want to grow. That's so important. Everybody's crying. I got no money. I got no money. Have you planted any money? Don't worry. The offering got taken. I can talk about tithes now. And you can relax because I didn't say, I want the ushers to get ready. So you can relax. Ain't no, no no bag coming around. But if you're not planting into the kingdom of God, you just expect the heat to be on. You expect the lights to work. You expect the sound to work. You expect things that broke to get fixed by themselves. You expect that when you clog the toilets, Roto-Rooter comes for free and unclogs it and cleans up all your... You, you just expected. I threw $5 in, man. I, 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 the Word says you tithe into the body. You tithe from what God gives you. It says the tenth is His. The first fruits are already His. Everything I have is already His. I'm just giving them back what's His. God doesn't need my money. He chooses to use it. If you're not tithing, if you're not not planting Don't don't complain that you're not reaping. Amen? You're getting what you got. You're getting what you put in. Good? Number two, you have to take care of what you plant. See, when a farmer plants something, he has to make sure it gets warmth, water, and light. In other words, you have to feed what you plant. Oh, that's deep. Let the wise understand you have to feed what you plant number three and this is the serious one some plants don't grow well together Ha <laughs> ha! that made me want to jump back meaning some things that you plant might kill off other things that have been planted stay with me some things that you plant will hurt other things that you planted now listen, that's great news because it means those things that were planted in you that you don't want, you can plant something else that will choke it out, but that's bad news because it means that if you're not careful what you put in, you might be killing off the very thing that you need the very word that can save you I hope I'm not sweating for nothing Jesus says, don't just listen to the word, do what it says When you do what it says, it says the word, things will go well. What is it telling us to do? Let's go back to the word. It's saying to get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and to humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. What does that mean? What is the moral filth and the evil that was so prevalent back in James' time? What is it today? Family, this kills me because it seems to me no matter what I say, people are just gonna continue doing whatever they want to, giving no thought to what's growing. And then they wanna counsel. And then and then you wanna waste people's time in counseling. And then you wanna waste you wanna waste people praying for you. You're wasting prayers, you're wasting advice, you're wasting people's time. Really, I'm a really loving guy, really. But you're you're wasting people's time because you're not paying attention to what you're planting. (coughs) Hear me out. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You can't plant Jesus and Jay-Z in the same garden. You can't choose Team Edward or Team Jacob and still be an MVP on Team Jesus. Something's got to give Something's got to give It's got to wear you down someplace. In some place You can't choose those That are immortal That say they don't need God Because they're immortal And against the one That gives life That is life That is the word And was the word And continues to be the word Do you understand? Please Please receive don't, Don't see me as Some legalistic guy I'm telling you Don't listen to music And don't go to the movies I'm just saying Watch what you're doing Watch what you're doing I'm not being legalistic at all. You can do whatever you want. Right? You can do whatever you want. Just don't come and complain when you're not growing. Don't leave the church when you say, I'm not growing in this place. Don't, no, man, you're not growing because you don't want to grow. Because to grow means I want to be more like God. And to be more like God means I got to stop doing what everybody else is doing. Whatever seed you feed will choke out the other seed. You can't say, Jesus, I believe in you and give your heart to those that mock him and that stand against him. Truth is truth, amen? You, you can't be, see, a friend of my friend can walk alongside me, right? But, but an enemy of my friend I can't hang out with. You understand what that means? See, a friend of my friend can walk alongside me But when you mock God When you mock those that believe in Him You set yourself up as an enemy of God I don't hate Jay-Z and Kanye I don't hate them I'll pray for them I wish the best for them But but the moment they cross the line to mock my God They set themselves as an enemy of God And now I can't be friends with them Do you understand that? I'll pray for them, but we can't be boys because we're on different paths. And if I'm going to stand up and be a fork in the road that causes men to choose whom they will follow, then I can't endorse the music and the movies or anything else that contradicts Christ. I have this discussion with my kids all the time, with my own kids, with the kids in the school. We're always talking. Listen, I'm not saying every song you listen to has to say Jesus 42 times. I'm not saying everything you listen to has to be worship. It is. But but I'm not saying, you know, that, that, that that's a, that's for the mature. But, but I'm not saying, you know, everything has to say, oh, Jesus. Everything has to have a, you know, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, listen, you could have, you could sing songs about life. as as long as they're not glorifying a lifestyle you can sing songs about love and many groups do as long as they're not confusing it with lust amen songs about love is not talking about hitting you in the club just make just, just to clear it up in case there was any doubt that's not love you can have my baby It's not love amen. don't get me started you gotta get to the point where you say man I want more of God than than and then what's popular okay. but but what if everybody's going to this well I don't care I don't need to be part of that well what if everybody has this on their iPod I don't care let my iPod be down to 10 songs and I play the same 10 songs again and again I don't care I don't need it I don't have to have 600 songs on my iPod why it's, all, it's either one message or the other. Church, if you are going to grow, that crop's got to go. Put that on a bumper sticker. Remember, God's not angry. He's not an angry God. He's not. Don't, please don't let me portray because that would be so wrong. That would be so wrong. Don't let me portray God as this, as this man on a throne looking down at the songs on your iPod ready to smite thy battery with a... No, no, no. Don't don't misunderstand. Don't don't think he's he's there in front of in front of uh uh, uh you, you cinema or whatever watching, oh, oh, thy bought thy ticket into thy moon and and into thy moon I command. No, no, don't see him that way. Amen. That's not God. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you want to grow, that crop's gotta go. Because if it's not building you up, it's tearing you down. If it's not causing the the word planted in you to grow, then if it's not letting you, listen young people, please, if it's not letting you humbly accept the word planted in you, then it is causing you to fall. It is causing you to be distracted. It is causing you to be destroyed. It gets you to the point, you wonder, listen, just be honest with me, you wonder why sometimes you say, you know what, I don't care. I don't care what God wants. Anybody been there? I don't care what God wants. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <coughs> I'm, I'm, up, I'm upset, man. Things are hard. I'm, I'm struggling. I can't pay this bill. I don't care. I don't care what God wants. I got to do what I got to do to make things happen, and that's it. That coldness comes that means the root is dying. That means the word that's planted in you which can save you is not getting the light and the warmth and the love and the, and the attention that it needs. You're not feeding it. How are you not feeding it? Because you're not doing what it says. It's so simple. Listen, God sent the word, the law, in the Old Testament and with it he taught us how we should live, but we couldn't keep the law. It only showed us how far we were from God and how much we needed another way to be reconciled. We couldn't keep up with the sacrifices that we needed to to keep up. So God sent himself in the flesh in the form of a son. And this son who knew the word and was the word didn't come to just give us more words. He said, come and follow me. Do what I do. I do what the Father is doing. If you do what I do, you'll follow me, and I'll lead you to the Father. As a matter of fact, there's no other way to him but through me. So Jesus says, follow me. Paul understood that. Paul had had spoken the word to the churches that he planted. He taught them and brought scriptures to them, and I imagine he was as frustrated as I am right now. But he, he what did he do he put his entire life on the line and he said instead of just laying out more rules to follow he said in 1 corinthians 11 1 just follow me as i follow christ forget about the don't and do and this and that and don't this thou shalt just follow me as i do what i do as i do what god does and i'll lead you to the father Jesus said, follow me to the Father. Paul said, follow me to Jesus. We need to ask with our lives to everyone around us, who are you going to follow? It's not about being religious. If the Word has taught us anything, we know that you can be religious and not be right with God. Right? We we saw Jesus, that was the people that got Jesus the most angry. People that, that were religious and weren't right with God. Your walk with God is useless if it doesn't translate into the way you live and the way you treat people. You can't display the love of God to people until you love him enough to get all that other crop out and let him shine. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Worship team, you can come. There's a quote from my last message and it says, God isn't worried about your worthiness he's concerned about your willingness we can not just listen to the word week after week after week you're killing yourselves by doing that you're hurting yourselves you're frustrating yourselves you're you're getting yourself you wonder why you leave church and you're not encouraged you're not excited it's because of what what's already on your agenda you're like, I already know the relationship. I already know the thing I'm in. I already know the thing I'm doing. I already... Well, you're frustrating yourself. You have to come to the point and say, God, I want you more than anything else. I need, I need to feed the word that was planted in me. The word that can save me. Church family, there are three more Sundays left in 2009. Am I where I need to be, and am I who I need to be? What kind of crop are you growing? As the worship team just starts to play, I want you to just examine your heart, man. Just look over your fields. (coughs) Look over the fields in your life and and take a look and say, God, what's, what's growing in my life? Are there things that are there, are there? Are there behaviors? Are there things in my children? Are they, Are there things that are that are happening that I don't like? Well, then, then church today's the day to change the seed. Because you got to plant what you want to grow, and you got to feed what you plant, and you got to be careful that you don't plant something that kills the thing that you need. Father, we surrender to you today, God. Father, I surrender to you, God. I say, God, get the crop out of my life that hurts me. Get the crop out that chokes the seed of you that you put in me, God. If that's your prayer, would you just come and stand with me? Would you just say, God, I, I, I want you to identify identify those things in my life those plants, and listen the thing that's tricky in the garden in the in the world of gardening and farming is that some weeds grow pretty flowers and they look beautiful and you don't realize that the thing that looks beautiful in your life at the moment at the same time its roots are choking the very word that can save you say god help me to identify god help me to identify the word that's planted in me lord come on some some more of you should be standing with us it's not just me and these three come on come on be real with yourself come on stop coming to church then stop coming to church if you don't want god If you're here and you're a visitor, man, and you're just seeking, you're just checking this thing out, man, amen, I encourage you and I pray that I haven't turned you off. But this thing is real. This thing is real. And and we've given a picture to to non-believers and to the world that this is phony baloney, that this is fake stuff, that this is just weak stuff, that this is just stuff that we do on Sunday to feel right. This is real. Either I'm living for God or I'm not living for God. Either I'm living for God or I'm living for me. If you're living for you, be blessed and be out. The rest of you, man, we're gonna stand with you. We're gonna love you. We're gonna build each other up. We're gonna encourage each other. When we fall, we're gonna help each other get back up. When we stumble, we're gonna, we're gonna get help each other get back on their feet. When we're lonely, we're gonna get together and hug. When we're depressed, we're gonna encourage. When we're, when we're feeling down, we're gonna lift each other up that's the body of Christ amen understand there's not one person in this building that's got it not one person in this building from me to anybody to to the oldest greatest grandma that's in here sometimes you know we look at great grandmas and say oh they can't do nothing wrong if they don't got Jesus bendita they still need Jesus they could be the sweetest little candy given to baby grandma that, that exists They still need Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and nobody comes to the Father but through me. I don't care how cute you are, how cute you think you are. You have to come through me. You got to do what I do. You got to follow me. You got to copy me father thank you lord for those that are real enough to stand thank you for those that are humble enough god and i pray right now god that we would start to as we're identifying things god as we're as you're showing us things god that we'll be able to identify those things that are choking out the very word that can save us god father we thank you that your word is alive and active and father i release that word over those that are receiving it today i release it in jesus name i release that vine growing weed choking uh sweet obliterating word of god and i release it in their lives i release it in their families i release it in this community i release it in the bronx in jesus name have your way god have your way have your way Come on. Now, sometimes we got to worship because when we worship, we disconnect those roots that are holding us down. Sometimes we can't worship because the weeds are holding us down. And we can't seem to get our heads up. We can't seem to get our hands up because this stuff is tying us down. We say, you know what? But I'm I'm a smoker. I'm a drinker. I'm a curser. I'm a fornicator. I'm an adulterer. I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. I can't worship. But when the word of God comes and you start to break free from that thing, you start to get loose. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. It just means, God, I'm breaking free of some of this stuff. And I'm gonna start worshiping you. And in worship, I'm gonna get my freedom. Come on, let's go guys. Welcome home to the sanctuary.